0: morning good afternoon good evening everybody wherever you may be in the world welcome to this regulatory update podcast in which we will assess some of the pressing issues faced by international shipping in the months and years ahead giving us this overview is paul bartlett shipping consultant and journalist who has worked in the maritime sphere since reading nautical studies in plymouth long ago Ship owners and operators face a challenging future as maritime regulations tighten on various fronts. In this podcast, we will take a brief look at decarbonisation and the outcomes from the recent MEPC 76 sessions. There are, of course, many issues which require focus. But the most important right now is shipping's decarbonisation journey initially between now and 2030, but then until the middle of the century and beyond. In the short to medium term, the carbon profile of the existing world fleet, which, by the way, transports well over 90% of the world's trade, is the chief concern. And specifically, the outcomes from the latest virtual meeting of the IMO's Marine Environment Protection Committee, which closed on June 17th. The shipping industry faces a range of significant uncertainties, possibly more than at any time in its long history. Uncertainty is uncomfortable for people in business and the world's principal stakeholders in the maritime sphere are no exception. The most important uncertainty surrounds the choice of shipping's principal fuel of the future and this is proving to be a constraint on the industry's decarbonisation journey. Nobody wants to spend many millions of dollars on an asset that could be stranded within 10 years or so. However, global shipping is a remarkably resilient business, and there are many initiatives and opportunities on the road ahead. Along the way, the shipping industry will certainly demonstrate its ingenuity and determination. So, let's take a look at the outcomes of the MEPC 76 meeting relating to the decarbonisation of existing commercial vessels, discussed in detail at the meeting. The main indices relating to ships in the existing world fleet, the Energy Efficiency Existing Ship Index and Enhanced Ship Energy Efficiency Management Plan, the Carbon Intensity Indicator, were the main discussion points. The EEXI is an asset-specific one-time assessment of a ship's energy status, closely related to the Energy Efficiency Design Index, EEDI, on which the design of new ships has been based since 2013. The EEXI will apply to commercial vessels of more than 400 gross tons, and will focus on existing ships built before the introduction of EEDI, or in the first few years thereafter. The assessment will need to be carried out in time for the first annual renewal of a ship's International Air Pollution Prevention Certificate after January 1st, 2023. The IMO has set out carbon reduction targets for existing ship types and sizes, with requirements to raise carbon efficiency particularly for older vessels. Many thousands of ships will be affected, although vessels built recently are likely to be unaffected. Estimates vary, but Classification Society DNV has suggested that as many as 30,000 ships could be affected by the EEXI requirement. There are various options, engine power limitation, EPL, Is probably the most straightforward. Reduced power, potentially less speed, but a power reserve still available in case it's needed. However, the basis on which the EPL is calculated has changed. It will now be estimated on the basis of 83% of a ship's engine's maximum continuous rating rather than 75%. Although this will make EPL a more demanding, carbon reducing strategy than was originally envisaged it is still likely to provide the simplest compliance strategy however there are other possibilities including changes to a ship's hull or propeller or a combination of the two other possibilities include hull appendages including bulbs ducts fins and other adjustments to improve water flow around the bow and stern The carbon intensity indicator, which will also enter force at the beginning of 2023, is a different metric and relates to the operation of ships rather than their design. And unlike the EEXI, it is not a one off assessment, but instead will tighten steadily between 2023 and 2030. The figure for each ship is calculated on the basis of annual fuel consumption and fuel carbon intensity divided by annual distance and ship capacity. The figure is then multiplied by a correction factor. The carbon intensity indicator will assign one of five ratings to ships of more than 5,000 gross tons. Categories A, B, and C are acceptable. D and E are not. Owners of ships in category D can have three consecutive years with this rating before remedial action is required. Ships in Category E will require immediate attention. These correction factors for the year from 2023 to 2026 have already been set out by the IMO and range from 5% in 2023 to 11% in 2026. However, Carbon reduction requirements between 2026 and 2030 have not been decided yet, but will be set out by the end of 2025. However, they are expected to tighten significantly during the second half of the decade. The lack of a clear path all the way between now and 2030 is seen as another challenge for ship operators. There are still many issues to clarify, and we cannot even start to cover the intricacies of how to calculate ships' carbon performance from 2008 until today. Determining ship performance on certain key dates is a major challenge. It is immensely complicated, and there are different proposals on the table. The IMO's 2030 and 2050 carbon reduction ambitions have been set out using 2008 as a base year for comparison purposes. So, for example, a 40% reduction in carbon dioxide output per capacity mile is required by 2030, but there are still questions around how to calculate what has been achieved already, bearing in mind that for many of the relevant years, ships did not have data collection systems. So what happens if ships fail to meet the IMO targets? Well, so far, there is no penalty, at least in a regulatory context. However, before the laggards in the business breathe a sigh of relief, experts believe that there are significant commercial implications. Some charterers, for example, have already indicated that they will aim to fix ships in categories A and B, and financial institutions particularly those who have aligned their portfolios with the Poseidon Principles initiative and other green funding standards, are likely to take a dim view of owners and operators who fail to take a proactive approach to CII compliance. In any case, the IMO is thought likely to consider possible strategies to encourage compliance at future meetings, although what form this could take is not yet clear. So, the upshot of the latest MEPC meeting is that doing nothing is not an option. Ships' energy efficiency will have to be assessed and corrective action taken if necessary, and is most likely to affect older ships built before the Energy Efficiency Design Index was introduced in 2013. And as far as carbon intensity is concerned, Unless ships are likely to be recycled within the next three or four years, annual CII correction factors should be carefully considered.